Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Chillin' Truth. And that's why I didn't hide my money. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. Let me put the... I can hear me now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm good. So, whenever you want to clap. Okay, I'm trying to adjust my microphone here. Is it better if I talk into the side or if I talk into the... I think you're supposed to talk into the top. I feel like you always have better sound than me, so whatever you've been doing, keep fucking doing it. See, I I feel the opposite. I feel like yours always sounds better than mine. Really? Even with the fan? I always felt like... I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, get I the feel like yours is. I feel like yours sounds more like if we were in the same room, or main production. You're in the room, and then I'm on the road. Like your sound just carries better. I don't like know. I'm in a studio. Well, I hung these blankets up to try to like. I've got two of them here to kind of like muffle the sound a bit, and then yeah. I want to get some like foam like workout floor stuff and like staple them to the walls or something. But anyway, uh, so welcome to the Chilling Truth, everybody. I've got that I probably could hang up. I'm talking over you now. <laughs> literally the middle of the... Um, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Actually, I know, but you know you, I, I was still on that train of thought. Like, I have that. I have a foam, like a three-inch memory foam that I use for my camper truck, but I, I've been keeping it in my drum room. I wonder if I put it in here, it would help with sound. It definitely would help with sound. Yeah, no, we had a... This is the last thing I'll say before we start the show. We had a, a mini crib mattress from Noah's old bed. And uh, he decided he wanted to tear it apart. And so now we have, I have these two huge foam pieces. And I just thought about it. I'll probably cut those up and put them on the wall, you know, and try to make, right. make it sound. And I'll say, this, I'll say this one more thing before you start the show. Uh, I could put that in here and I could leave my fan on and it'll probably kill the sound of the fan. Maybe. We always try. I can get the sound of the fan out. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, so welcome to The Chilling Truth, everybody. I'm Corey, and my buddy Johnny is here. And today Hello. we are talking about... <laughs> is there a lag, or was you were you just really late? I don't think there was a lag. I just said hello. I I always wait... Oh, it just seemed like- because, well, because every... It, like, since the beginning of this show, since we've started doing it, you introduce me, but you don't give me time to greet my... Like, to introduce myself. So, I, I've gotten to where... For a long time, I would say hello, but I'd be talking over you, so I wait, and that probably sounds like a lag. Oh, okay. I'm just you trying to fit in, that. man. And I'm just trying to, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to belong. Get in where you fit in, dude. Okay. No, I feel you. All right, and I got my buddy Johnny here as well. Hello. That was a lag. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna, are you going to edit that because I waited? <laughs> No, I'm gonna leave it. Okay. All right. I haven't edited anything in months. Right. Well, this show is brought to you by uh, a cold one. Yeah, I have a Dr. Pepper on my hand here. Anyway, so today, uh, I guess we're technically talking about cold ones. We're talking about the zombie apocalypse and uh, oh, how you funny. can protect yourself, you can protect your family, and you can be prepared. And all this info is coming from. The Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks, which is actually a really, really good book. It goes through every scenario you can think of. It's it's really good. You can, you can probably get it on Amazon or some shit, as much as I hate to promote Jeff Bezos, but you can probably get it on there. It's a really it's a really good book. 
And before so anybody says, hey, five. this isn't the chilling truth, it's not very chilling, we're bringing it down a notch because, as you've heard in the recent past, we had a pretty heavy hitter that was a fucking downer. So oh, yeah. we just want to fucking feel... Have some fun again, because those weren't fun. Those were not a good time for anybody, I don't think. Yeah, no, it was rough. I really feel we like sounded like much. weirdos reading the shit, so I'm glad that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about something a little lighter, uh, maybe not so existing. We'll see. I just but I feel like, I it's feel lighter like than the Dot episodes were... I feel like they were way too heavy, and I almost regret doing them, but I think it's also good that we did them. I don't know how I really feel about it. I think it's definitely a chilling truth to hear, so I feel like it's <laughs> appropriate for the title that we fucking gave this shit, but I, yeah, I also feel like once we discuss a motherfucker like that, we need to bring everybody's spirits back up. Yeah, we need to do some fun episodes like this and Bigfoot and some more stuff we're going to have. Uh, in the future so we're going to talk we're going to cover five topics for you guys in today's episode now these tips were uh we're giving today are crucial for your survival in the zombie apocalypse if you don't want to become undead i'd suggest following these rules uh but they are suggestions so if you don't want to listen that's you know that's fucking fine with me yeah don't fucking die whatever yeah just don't be hanging out with my team of survivors yeah, man, get out of here. You're going to be fucking reckless. You and I'm one of those people. Rules. Look, I would like to say, like, the one annoying thing that you see in any kind of apocalyptic zombie takeover, you have a team that has established itself, and then someone has been compromised, and then one or more members of that team is like, but he's our friend, so we need to give him a break. No, if you are compromised in my group... You're fucking done. I'm getting rid of you. Like, You're it, dead weight, dude. You gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's not because I, I feel ill will or malice towards you. It's for the greater good of the whole. Exa- yeah. yeah, dude. I want to survive. No, you're, yeah. you gotta pull your own weight. If you're not gonna do anything, then you know you gotta. You're gonna have to get out of here. You're gonna have to go off on your yeah, own. Yeah, but, but if I find out that you're hiding a bite or a scratch, I'm not oh, even gonna man, consult with the rest of the group. I know. That's what I'm that's talking about. It's like, no, yeah, you're done. I'm. I'm not even gonna ask questions. <laughs> Wait till you turn bullshit. Right, so Fuck that dude. So the first thing. Can I get back to the script now? I guess there is a lag because I answered in a pretty good amount of time for you to respond. I don't know. Maybe there is a lag. I don't know. What? I mean, I guess if there is, it's fine. I mean, I can fix it. I don't know. I can't see. Yeah, I can't see okay. you now. Yeah, I mean, even even if the video is lagging, your piece is picking up on yours on time, and mine's picking up on mine on time, so it should be fine. I don't know, this is amateur hour. Like, everybody knows that we don't know what the fuck we're doing, so if it sounds like shit, whatever, dude. You <laughs> get still what you fucking don't pay we for. We talked on the phone for years, and now we're trying to do video, and it's, it's a whole different game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, zombies. So anyways, yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about is myths and realities. Well, there's plenty of myths surrounding the undead and how to best stay alive. First off, what is a zombie? Okay, A zombie is an animated corpse that feeds on living human flesh. Everybody knows that, but we wanted to make sure that you guys knew what we were talking about. Now you may ask, how did this epidemic start? You know, once you're in, Once you're in the shit, as they say, you might wonder, how the fuck did this happen? How did I get here? And it's very simple. Solanum, 
or Solanum. I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's not black voodoo or anything like that. It's a virus called Solanum. Uh, it travels to the bloodstream from the initial point of entry, which would be a bite or a scratch. The virus then uses your frontal lobe for replication, destroying it in the process. During this, all bodily functions cease by heart. The heart stops. The subject is considered dead at that point. The brain does still work, but is dormant and very, 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 very primal. So you're out after the apocalypse has started. You're looking for supplies, and a zombie attacks and scratches you. So here's what you need to look for. If you, ha if you think you were scratched or you think you were bit, and you start to feel these symptoms, then you know that that's what happened. So the symptoms are go by hour. So hour one is discomfort and discoloration of the infected area. By hour five, you're going to have a fever of 99 to 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Chills, slight dementia, vomiting, acute pain in the joints. By hour eight, you're going to have numbing of all extremities and infected areas. Increasing fever of 103 to 106 Fahrenheit. Increased dementia and loss of muscular coordination. By hour 11, you're going to have paralysis in your lower body. Overall numbness, slow to heart rate. Hour 16, you're going to go into a coma. And by hour 20, your heart is going to stop and you're going to have zero brain activity. And then hour 23, you will reanimate as the undead. So you have about a day before, you know, everything, before you're going to be a walking before corpse. So hopefully there's say. somebody there who can, yeah, before you're there's somebody there that can fucking stick a knife in your brain. I like that your brain is dead for three hours. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know the science behind it. I just read a book. <laughs> so the Solanum is 100% communicable and 100% fatal. Fatal. Luckily, it is not waterborne or airborne, and the virus can only be transmitted through direct fluid contact, a bite being the most common. Uh, it is not the only way, though. If you brush an open wound against a zombie or being spattered with zombie remains can spread the virus. Ingesting infected flesh will not transmit the virus. It'll only kill you. I don't know why you would do that anyway. It seems uh, <coughs> pretty stupid. Okay, so uh, oh, based on that, based on that, if if zombie juice is splattered onto my skin and I don't have an open wound, my skin will absorb it and I'll fine. still be infected? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. No, no, no. You'll be fine. It says oh, if okay. you if brush brushed... an open wound against a zombie oh. or being spattered with the remains. So basically the fluid has to get into your body. Okay, okay. But throw a band-aid on that shit. A good band-aid. Yeah. Yeah. Or wrap it in something. Like a sleeve or like a ace bandage or something just don't leave an open wound out that's dumb even now even not in the zombie apocalypse you should still you know not leave an open yeah you really should always out. just know that you should cover an open wound <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you don't know that i don't know how you've made it this far into the apocalypse anyway yeah, yeah. I, I, anytime like i chew my nails or anything like like if, if i'm bleeding anywhere i'm embarrassed about it i will cover it up because no one needs to see the blood leaving my body no one makes me bleed my own I, no one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into how you can protect yourself and your family. So the first thing that you need to know is the different classes of outbreaks. So class one, the low-level outbreak usually happens in a third-world country or very rural first-world country. Zombie count is 1 to 20, and total human casualties range from, range from 1 to 50. So it's not that 
bad. I mean, any amount of death is bad, but it's not the worst case scenario. Class 2 would be urban or densely populated rural areas. Total zombie count between 220 to 100. Human casualties may reach as high as several hundreds. That's a little bit more serious. <clears throat> Class 3 is a true crisis. Class 3 demonstrates the clear threat the living dead pose against the living. Zombie count in the thousands stretching over several hundred miles. We're talking full-blown battle. Police replaced by full military response, which is kind of what's happening right now when there's no zombies. Uh, state of emergency for the infected area, martial law, restricted travel, ration supplies, the whole nine yards. In class four... I like how we don't call it a true it, crisis until a thousand people are affected. <laughs> yeah, right. Until there's thousands of zombies roaming around, like, okay, this is yeah, serious yeah, yeah. now, not the fact that these things we thought were <laughs> fake are real now. If there's 20 to 100, that's eh, not a big deal. They're just 20 zombies. We'll sweep it under the rug. Who cares? Right. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Also, like, Billy Bob and Joe being down the street can take care of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, class four, just prepare to live with the undead. You're just. If you think a class three is bad, wait till you see a class four. That sounds like a yeah. bad Jerry Seinfeld joke. I, I think I, I think I think every zombie show starts out in class four because you're already in hiding. Yeah, well no, I mean I think because class one and two can be kind of like contained. You know what I mean? Like they're not serious enough to where like national news is publicizing it and shit. Like especially one. But when you get to like three and four, that's like like The Walking Dead, like it basically put you in class three, and it slowly get, gets to class four. Well, I mean, I guess it starts in class four, really. Right. Well, Shaun of the Dead started in class zero, class one, because he was just going to work. And then, yeah, you have The Walking Dead that starts yeah. in like class three, class Also four. a comedy. <laughs> but also a documentary, so. <laughs> it's, not a it's not a documentary. It's totally a documentary, dude. <laughs> I'm so glad that it's not, but it's definitely not. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that didn't happen? <laughs> you're telling me people lie in a British accent? That's what you're telling me? <laughs> you're telling me Atlanta was not taken over by thousands and thousands of zombies? <laughs> and a man on a horn saved everyone? <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen. No, I'm sorry. Agree to disagree. Need to be the, need to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so that brings us to weapons and combat. So choosing your weapon can determine whether you are going to slaughter your zombie enemies or you're going to end up as one of them. Uh, using the biggest, heaviest weapon you can find is not only stupid, but I'd say it's suicidal. And taking on the undead needs to be like taking on a living army. Very strategic. So that's, I guess that's one advantage you and I would have, and a lot of veterans would have, is we know our way around a gun or two. I mean, we have some type of survival... Uh, capabilities well, I, as well. I, I think most veterans know, uh, and I know a lot of dumbass veterans, so I don't want to say most, but a good chunk of <laughs> veterans know close hand-to-hand -hand combat, the lighter, the better. Like, if you, the, the, you want to be able to maneuver. And if you're in a group of Yeah, you don't want to be carrying zombies, around a fucking grenade launcher trying to take on a zombie. Yeah. I mean, a grenade launcher, if you're shooting it into the group, you have a better chance. But you're... You're not really killing the zombies. You're just re removing limbs at that point, and they're still going to crawl towards you and try to bite you. Yeah, just like if you play zombies on Black Ops 3, they're still going to come after you. Right. Or, it, or has, it has it has to be a headshot. If it's not a headshot, 
you're 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 still not done. Yeah, which brings us to training. So you're going to need to make your weapon an extension of yourself. Whichever weapon you choose, uh, from this machete or machine gun, needs to follow these rules. You need to take care of your weapons, clean it, oil it, whatever it requires. Uh, do this is kind of funny. I never really thought about this until I read the book. But you need to beware of replica weapons. You don't want your katana. Uh, that you bought from Amazon for $25 to snap against a zombie's head instead of slicing through it like a fucking stick of butter. This is very true. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure you're going to want to make sure you get a real katana. Right, but you also want to take into account that a real katana is better than an automatic weapon because you don't run out of ammo. But you have to be a lot closer and I'm sure you can't just pick up a katana and start slicing open zombies. Katanas aren't like feathers you know like there's weight to them it takes training and shit like that. right but it doesn't have to be a katana you just a, a lighter blade i'm just saying that it, it, i mean yeah, like a close quarters machete. i want something that it's not gonna run out of ammo so that i don't have to rely on others a and b i don't have to hunt down ammo which means i don't have to go into cities where zombies will probably mm -hmm. he be heavily populated to raid an ammo store Right, and we're going to get to what to do if you are in the city here in a little bit. So that and that brings us to close combat training. So you need to train, or your training and preparing your body is very important. Cardio is a huge rule. Go watch Zombie Land to see for yourself. Cardio is the number one rule. Cardio, double tap. Yeah, cardio, double tap. Seat belts also. Wear your seat belt, you fuckers. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Uh, close range weapons. <laughs> you should be doing that Always now. Always wear your seat belt. Exactly. A lot of this stuff really just transfers over. It's almost like just don't be an idiot in this life and don't be an idiot when the zombies take over and you might just survive. Who knows? Right. Uh, but close range weapons, hammers, big wrenches, crowbars, hatchets, etc. Those will be used for uh, smashing the domes of the undead. And you're going to want to destroy the brain. That's the only way you can kill a zombie. We talked about it a little while ago. You're going to want to do a headshot and destroy the brain. It's the only way you're going to do Which it. is hilarious. Uh, that is easier said Let's go done. back to level four where there's no brain activity. <clears throat> I don't understand that. Well, no, the brain is functioning, but it's very it's dormant and it's, uh, it's primal. So the brain is literally just, it's there to tell you, Go eat people. That's all. It's there to say, get food. That's it. Like, they shit themselves and piss themselves, and that's, they fucking chop their arms off. And no, still I mean, I get the off. instinct. It's very, very primal. I get it, but, but it go back to level, what, 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 let's, what did it say? Uh, hour 20 is what I meant, not level three or level four. Go back to hour 20. Zero it's brain heart stoppage, zero brain activity. So, if the, the brain, okay. Right, but re the reanimation. Yeah, but it's not a regeneration. The brain's not regenerating itself. Well, the reanimation makes the brain work, but it's dormant and very primal. Remember whenever I was reading through what Solanum does to your body, to your brain? The brain's active. It's just dormant. It's just not, it just, there's no thought process. It's you're relying strictly on instinct. All right, I'm going to go with it for the sake of listening to the rest of this hogwash. But let's fucking go. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so you, it's easier said than done. You'll need to be able to kill the undead with one single fatal blow. Failing this or missing completely will almost surely result in you being an undead enemy yourself. So there's many, many, many weapons to choose from. They are not all great. Not every weapon is created equally here. 
A sledgehammer, while strong enough to smash the skull in one blow, is super heavy, super bulky, and most people are not going to be able to sling a, head, a sledgehammer over their shoulder multiple times if you've got like three or four zombies around you. Right. You're going to fucking, you're going to die. Uh, the regular carpenter's hammer would work great, but it is very small and has limited reach. An aluminum bat, while light can bend or dent after a few swings, your best bet by far is the steel crowbar. It's strong, it won't bend, has pretty good reach, uh, has a sharpened end for stabbing, plus you can still use it for traditional use, you know, if you got to pry open a door or a window or whatever the fuck you got to do with a goddamn crowbar. I guess a wooden bat would work as well, that would be a good one too. But then you run the risk of you hitting it one hit, like if you use it over and over and over again, that one time you hit and it fucking splinters. Yeah, I think a then corked you aluminum well, I guess bat you can stab would be way better because you're bouncing off skulls. That way you get a, a recoil almost and then you can get into the swing on the next dome. You know what I'm saying? What you should do is you should get an aluminum bat and then put a thin layer of concrete around it. Yeah. So it's not too heavy, yeah, but it you, keeps the bat shape. I think even a thin layer of concrete is going to add some serious weight to a bat, though. Well, yeah, I guess. But I'm just saying, if you're desperate and you don't have a crowbar or a wooden bat, that would be a good a good compromise. You know? Right. All right, so bladed weapons. Yeah, that's the next part. <laughs> so the yeah, next that's thing... That's I said that. Uh, <laughs> I figured as much. Okay, so the next thing when it comes to weapons is bladed weapons, and these offer different advantages than bludgeoning weapons that bludgeoning weapons do not. Decapitation is much easier than smashing the skull. Uh, shoving a blade through the head is easier as well, and you can also chop off a limb to slow the zombie down. Uh, this does raise your chance of being infected by splatter, though, if you have an open wound. So when choosing your weapon, you're going to need to ask yourself five questions. Number one, can it crush a skull in one blow? Number two, if not, can it decapitate in one blow? Number three, is it easy to handle? Number four, is it light? And number five, is it durable? So when you choose your weapon, you're going to want to ask yourself number all six. of these questions. What's number six? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh my god, there might still be a lag. All right, number six is if the head is dislocated from the rest of the body, is the head and the body operable? Like, is it still trying to get you? No, the, 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 the teeth can snap, but the body is useless at that point. But, I mean, once the head is off, you can smash it with your foot or shove the blade through it. You know, it's a lot easier to take on a head what? than the entire body. So the, bo so the body's dead and it's not moving, or it can still scratch you and infect you? Um, no, it's dead completely. The body's dead. The head can still snap and, you know, bite at you, but you just shove the blade through it. I like how you answer me with such certainty. Oh, I know, dude. I read the book, okay? All right. Okay. All right. The other type of one book. So, <laughs> so now I'm an expert. So, so, <laughs> I'm right. I might as well have real hands-on experience with this. Right. Well, let's get into the other types of weapons. <laughs> so the other types of weapons besides bludgeoning weapons and bladed weapons. So let's talk about bows. You can't do it. You're not. I'm not saying it's impossible, but even with modern sights and shit, it would be very, very difficult. Only the most skilled archers have a slight chance of actually hitting and penetrating the skull. Not to say a bow would be useless. You could use flaming arrows to start fires from a distance. You could also use it for hunting, things like that. But you're, you're not fucking Katniss. You're not fucking Hawkeye. You're not any of these people that are good with a bow. I mean, unless we have expert archers. So you're saying... You might be all right. Okay, I was going to say. So you're saying a bow is only effective if you are an experienced 
bowmen. Is that what yeah. they call? Anybody it's shooting archer. a bow is like, that's not what we call ourselves. It's archer. I'm going to call you a bowman. It's archer. Whatever, dude. Okay, I'm going to call you a bowman. Okay, a bowman, a bowman, bow a bowman. Woman. Yeah. A crossbow. A bowman. bowman. <laughs> a, crossbow a crossbow would be bowman. good, but they have to be reloaded after each shot. Uh, and some marksmanship with that is required, but they do aim and shoot much like a regular firearm. Uh, but also yeah, remember using a crossbow. Load, for sure. What's they do take longer to load a crossbow. You got to yeah, yeah. push it back. You know, okay. And using a crossbow for crowd control would be a huge mistake, very likely resulting in your death. It's a sniper's weapon. It is not a take-on 50 zombies that are coming at you weapon. <laughs> You're not going to be able to reload those bolts fast enough, I promise. Right, right. No bow is good for taking on 50 or more zombies because no. you're fucked. You need an automatic unless you or have like really an good running shoes. Unless you have like an explosive arrow or something. Right. That could work. Um, while guns, now guns are probably the most common thing everybody runs to when they think of the zombie apocalypse. They are very loud, but they are very effective if you know how to use them. If you don't know how to use a gun, you might as well run at them with a fucking, with your fists, because you're not going to do any good with a gun if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right. If you don't know how to load it, if you don't know how to put a round in the chamber, if you don't know how to clean it, I mean, if you don't, you're just not going to be able to do any good with it. So there's a huge variety to choose from, and I'm not going to go into every fucking gun you can choose from because I would take a goddamn year. But each choice comes with its own set of pros and cons. Guns do require ammo, as Johnny mentioned earlier. They can be heavy, and they're loud, so use at your own discretion. <clears throat> the first one we're going to talk about is the heavy machine gun. Now this is... The, the crossbow is not good for crowd control. This would probably be good for crowd control. You can basically cut them in half with this. So the the machine yeah, you're gun, just keeping the you you you're keeping yourself a bigger bubble in yeah. an intense moment. Just just blasting and backing them off a couple feet at a time, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? But do remember though, the machine gun, if you're using something like a two four nine or M two forty or something like that, you're gonna not you do, you can't just lay on the trigger. Okay. Because you'll melt the fucking. Well, no, barrel. but if you've got an M two forty in your hand, you've got the fucking grenade launcher just nestled ever so neatly underneath. Now you're thinking of a two hundred three. Is that the two hundred three? I thought that was. A yeah, it goes on the bottom of an assault, or like a rifle. You put it, you clip it on the bottom. You got to hold the magazine to pull the trigger. I wasn't a gunner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought the two forty had the fucking uh, grenade launcher sitting un underneath the barrel. The two forty is like the one that you mount on top of the Humvee. It's like the fucking like four and a half foot. <laughs> tall fucking machine gun. See, I, I thought those were fifty cals. <clears throat> no, fifty cals totally different. But yeah, we we could do we could do a gun podcast. We we know guns. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> we know guns. We're the, we're the experts here. <laughs> yeah. Listen I'm to us when you're. I don't know shit about firearms. Uh, yeah, like I, I have a forty-five seventy, I have a thirty-out six, a nine millimeter. I'm not an expert in fucking firearms. When protecting your family from the undead, come to us. <laughs> we can tell you. What to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got you. <laughs> now, where's the barrel on this? The bullets come out of this end, right? <laughs> uh, oh, so you're saying don't look down the barrel to see if it's loaded? Okay. Well, I gotta got see it. the bullets in there. How else am I gonna know? How am I going to know if I don't look, all right? I'll put my hand in front of it and pull the trigger, and if it hurts, I know there's a bullet in there. <laughs> yeah, if I lose the tip of my finger, there was a bullet in it. I might have to keep checking, though, because who knows? That might have been the last one. 
Yeah. Just remember, when you do that, wrap the end of your finger so that you don't have an open wound so that when you come in contact with the next zombie, they infect you. I promise you, if you're checking to see if there's ammo in a gun like that, you are not going to think it. you sensible. Let's be realistic here. Okay, so... Yeah. Don't be a dumb-dumb. Like I was saying, Like I was saying, if you're using a 249 or a 240 or something like that, you're... This is what they taught us in the army. So when you're holding down the trigger, you're gonna to want to say peanut butter jelly, and that's how long you need to hold the trigger. You need to do it in burst because if you just hold the trigger down, your barrel's gonna overheat and you're gonna melt it, and then your gun is fucking useless after that. So you yeah, hold if it down you get to in a time. baseball bat, you've waited too long. Yeah, exactly. So while the heavy machine gun can spray a lot of bullets, you are sacrificing much more than you gain with this gun. They're very loud. They're very cumbersome and very inaccurate. But, I mean, they're not super inaccurate. I'm going to do a little uh, <laughs> little flex here for myself. When I was in the Army and I was qualifying with the 249, I actually hit Ooh, <laughs> I actually hit 12, or no, I hit 11 of 10 targets because one of my one of my bullets ricocheted off of my target and hit somebody else's target. So, you know, it's not a big deal, but uh, come to me yeah. with your gun MBD. problems. I can help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, they uh, they require they waste a lot of ammo, which is another thing, which will definitely be very scarce. Uh, it would be good for cloud clearing, like we said, but it is not a good primary weapon. Now the assault rifle. Uh, well, it may seem like a good idea. It also has a lot of downfalls. <clears throat> the assault rifle can use rapid fire, which can waste ammo, unless of course it has the capability to switch to single round firing. Burst and firing may be good for cloud clearing type of things. Uh, but single single round is going to probably be your best bet. Uh, and the assault rifle is another good weapon to have at your base, but it wouldn't really be a good primary, which I don't agree with. That's what the book said. My opinion on it, a good silencer, a good optic, and a single shot mode, and assault rifle would be ideal for any scenario if you can find a good one. So like an M4 or... So now or, we're back to being professionals in, in firearms. Oh, yeah. We're back to it again. Yeah, yeah, we're back to it again. 11 out of 10. Come on now. 11 out of 10. Uh, well, yeah, no, I would say that you're pretty fucking good. At, like, you've got your marksmanship. Oh, yeah, I did. I did okay. Ribbon. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so the bolt-action rifle. This is your your grandpa's old-school hunting rifle. This one forces you to make your shots well-placed. Hey, I have three of them, and I love them. Yeah, they're great. They're great for well-placed shots. I've never you know been in a them. zombie apocalypse, but I love the bolt-action for sure. And, I, yeah, if you know how to use them. Absolutely. Yeah, they're single shot. There's no three round burst. There's no full auto, so you don't have to worry about wasting ammo unless you you just suck and you're missing every fucking shot. Which I mean, it's not that easy to hit a moving target. I will say that. But me personally, I would have a semi auto or a full auto secondary, maybe like an MP5 or a P90 or something like that with a short barrel. But it really all depends on the area you're in. If you're going into a building and you're trying to clear it out, I mean, don't go in with a bolt action rifle. I mean, go in with something. No, 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 no. You need something fully automatic. Yeah, something sure. smaller and definitely with a higher fire rate than that. Yeah. So shotguns. While good at close range, shotguns do not pose well for the undead. Sure, you can blow a zombie's head off with any 12-gauge, but further range means more pellet dispersal. Uh, shotguns do provide good stopping power, and you can even shoot off a limb or two to slow down uh, the undead with that. <clears throat> I mean, the shotgun would be good for, for the yeah, building. And sound cool. Oh, for sure. Go off like a leg or something? Yeah. <clears throat> so handguns, unless you have... Same thing with a bow. Unless you have some decent training, don't even bother trying to get a headshot with a handgun.
gun. You're scared, you're stressed, you're emotional. The possibility of a shot, of a solid headshot is about on par with negotiating with the fucking zombie Nazi. You're just, it's gonna be difficult. And I mean, you can add a laser sight if you can find one. That can increase your chances of hitting it, but I mean, it really, it's not gonna stop your hands from shaking and being fucking terrified. You're not gonna go in there Rick Grimes right. style with a fucking cult, I, fucking six shooter and be blowing heads off first try. No, I think in any scenario, any combat, like, like combative scenario, your handgun, your pistols are gonna be a last resort. That's oh, yeah, that's when you run out of, yeah. Your higher caliper weapon. And that goes for. Real life, real life combat or zombie combat. That's your, it's always your secondary. You never make it your primary. Do you right? Do you remember that badass scene at the end of Saving Private Ryan, where Tom Hanks is basically dead and all he has is his fucking pistol and he's mm-hmm. just firing it off at this fucking tank. It's just rolling <laughs> it's toward like, him. There's not even like, that, like, that is a last resort. It's okay? the last thing you but did. It was, it was sick. Don't get me wrong. It was badass. But he was on his last leg, last breath. All he had was his fucking pistol. He's going to fire it until he dies. Yeah, I mean, he was fucked either way. But he, you know, at least he went out and shoot. I know, but it was such a badass scene. So accessories, so a silencer would be much better compared to a loud muzzle of any gun. So if you can find one, definitely go with that. Any good uh, sight or optic you can put on top of it would be helpful as well. Basically anything that used in living versus living combat would be helpful. Bipods, grips, slings, bump stocks, etc. You know, all that kind of shit like that. <clears throat> so now we're going to get into Can you defense. buy bump stocks now though? Can you, can you, like how do you find a bump stock? Are we going to be political again? No, I'm just saying, I didn't they, after Vegas, didn't they kind of like put a halt to the bump stock to general public sales? Well, I think that if there's a zombie apocalypse happening, I doubt they're, and you're at a fucking class four. I, I doubt they're really worried. Realistic. <laughs> I know, I, I, now I'm understanding that I was mixing reality with zombies. Are you also going to go into the, gro- are you also going to go in the grocery stores and wait in the fucking checkout line for someone to come up and let you pay for your food? <laughs> yeah, I'm not rude, dude. No cuts, no butts, no coconuts. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not a criminal, okay? Right, right. So defense now. Defending your home against a class one. You don't need to flee the city. That's what we were saying earlier. You don't need to flee the city. In fact, it's very discouraged to do so. During the first few hours, everyone's going to be trying to leave. Roads will be jammed. You're not going to get anywhere. Your best option is to stay put and wait it out as long as you can. So modifications you need to make to your home. Board up your doors and windows. And this is really, really important here, guys. Use screws if you can instead of nails. A screw is a lot harder to get out of something than a nail is. So if someone's pushing up against it, a nail is going to come out significantly easier. So if you have a second floor, go upstairs, and then you want to destroy the stairs. So smash them with a hammer or like a sledgehammer or burn them or whatever the fuck you got to do. Just that way nobody can get up the stairs. And then also, this is, we talked... Nobody think, undead. Well, I mean, yeah, nobody undead. I mean, you want to have, like, a rope ladder or something so you don't just you fucking die upstairs. <laughs> like, well, this just is it. Trap yourself. <laughs> this is my Tom Hanks moment. I'm just going to sit here and stare at the fucking bottom of the stairs and wait for something. <laughs> so this is important as well. If you haven't already done this, fill your bathtub up with water and your sinks as well because you never know when the water is going to be turned off. And it's to drink, not to take a fucking bath, so don't and get in there and you know clean yourself you want to this is drinking water at that point and that's with any natural disaster honestly if you are staying in your house to wait it out and you don't know if the water or anything's going to be turned off you're going to want to fill up your bathtub in your sink just so you have not going to be the best tasting sure. water but you'll have water 
So in an apartment, uh, second floor is always best because access is tougher, especially for the undead. Most complexes have big gates and thick concrete walls around them. You could potentially ride out the entire outbreak there with some modifications. You'll need to turn the automatic gates off, obviously, because if a horde of zombies walks on the sensor and the gate opens up, you're, you're fucking screwed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like they just yeah, come in, no problem. It's just like, okay, come on in. Alright, I guess we're fucked now. So you'll need to turn that off for sure. So you're gonna, and that means you're gonna want to have someone opening them manually for friendlies coming in and out for whatever reason. Guards on the walls and roofs, you know, things like that. Uh, there's also more residents, so there's more of a chance of someone having a skill that you don't have, plus they have supplies, maybe you can trade, you know, things like that. Uh, ensure you have enough food, for sure. Food and water, as soon as you hear the news, if not, go to your closest store to get non-perishable. In Class 3 Outbreaks, dude, just forget about the home base. It will not suffice unless you have a huge mansion with a thick wall around it and a fucking arsenal. Your best bet would be to hold out as long as you can, then search out a prison or some type of military uh, installation or something like that because if you just stay in your fucking little two-bedroom apartment on the bottom floor you're gonna die <laughs> right so the last thing we're going to talk about is the worst case scenario in my opinion and that is if you are on the run so you don't have a, a stable base you don't have anything that you need like that you're just you're running through the woods you're running up down the streets you're just trying to get to a place where you can set up base not camp base <clears throat> if you end up on the run, here are some very important rules to follow. You have one singular goal. Escape. Do not try looting or finding zombies or investigating noises or lights. Stay focused. Keep food and water maps and weapons close by. You, do, you never know when you're going to have to get up and just take off on a moment's notice. So just don't, don't go looking for trouble and you hopefully don't find any. You're going to want to establish a destination. You don't want to just be wandering around aimlessly, not knowing where you're going. You're going to want to know where you're going to, where you're, where you're headed. So use your radio to find people and your maps to find out where you're going to go. And no this one has maps. Everybody has smartphones. And I think at that point, data is going to be useless. Well, you better rush to a truck stop and buy a fucking map. They still carry maps. Well, lucky for you, if you're on my team, I have a flip phone, so I carry a fucking road map in my truck. There it is. Okay, we, everyone, you can you can mark that bingo block for chilling truth bingo. Johnny mentioned his goddamn I don't, I don't know if anybody has noticed that, like, how many times I bring up, or we bring up the flip phone. It every comes episode. up at least once in every episode, right? Yeah, that's that's chilling truth bingo. Now you All have right. that mark on there. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, it's, like a, it's like a nugget. We, we call those little nuggets. Yeah, we just toss it in. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So this one um, is very, very important. You're going to want to gather intel and plan your journey. I mean, how many zombies do you think they're going to be between you and safety? Are there any natural boundaries? I mean, if there's a huge rushing river or something, you're going to want to know about that because you may be fucked if you go that way, coupled with the possibility of being chased by the undead up until you find said river? Then what? I mean, you can't just rush across it. I mean, you got to always plan your route and stay on that route. You know, look, you know, use your map. Use your... Whatever the fuck, a compass or something. I don't fucking know. Google Wouldn't it. it be <laughs> shitty if you jumped into a river that was rushing and you're having to fight it, it's pushing you down river, and then it pushes you to the bank on the side of the zombies that you were on, and by the time you get to the bank, you're already tired from fighting <laughs> the river that they, they they could easily catch you. And then you're Tom Hanks again. Just <laughs> aiming that fucking <laughs> pistol you're shooting at a pistol at a goddamn tank, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So, Johnny, you're going to like this next one. Avoid large groups. Uh, when on the defense, large numbers 
are everything. When on the run, though, zombie territory, the fewer people, the better. Plus, in a smaller group, it's a lot easier to make decisions. Tensions aren't as high because, believe it or not, being on the run during a zombie apocalypse can be very stressful. So less people. I would imagine less, less, you know, people butting heads, less, less problems. Yeah. You don't want to be alone, but you want. I mean, you want to have a few people, but you don't want fucking twenty people roaming through I, the woods making a bunch I of noise. I feel like. Right. I feel like the movie Legend best describes my ending because I'm gonna end up having to put Bogey in a chokehold <laughs> because he's been infected. That's the worst part of that. And it's just they didn't have dog. to do that. They didn't have he's to do all that. Oh, I got. I know. I know. It was so fucked up. But Stop. You're going you're gonna to make yourself yeah, cry. I, I'd be in a position. Yeah, I'm going to fucking cry. I have to kill my dog. And it's the last living soul that I have bonded with. Except the mannequin. So sad. Yeah, very sad. Well, yeah, I mean, they're cool. They'll always be there, but nothing like a dog, man. Yeah, dogs are great. Dogs are good. Not in a zombie apocalypse, though. They make a lot of noise and they bark and shit, so that might not be great. But they also make good alarm systems, so they are great. Ah, we're going to get to that here in a little bit. A good, a good little alarm system that anybody, any stupid person can make. Uh, so the next thing you want to do is train your group. Uh, find an individual's skills and take note and advantage of those skills. Sure, if you could have a weapons expert, a medic, a plant and animals expert, and a five-star chef who lived off the land for years before the Fall Society, that would be amazing. Unfortunately, more than likely, that's not going to be your scenario. You may have someone who knows weapons a little bit and someone who grew up in the country and knows how to trap and hunt. I mean, those are good skills to have in your group. Uh, and I would also suggest having a funny guy around. So if you need someone to uh, be in your group, you know, give me a call. I got a, no, I have a lot you of baggage. definitely need entertainment, for sure. I know guns. 11 out of 10, bud. 11 out of 10. And since I don't know anything about guns, I bring the comedy. <laughs> and the stress because I've lived with you before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd be the first guy to <laughs> kick out of, out of the group. Out of a group, I think. I, I'd be like, dude, you got it. Like, you're. T- we can't. We can't. Calm down. Why'd you even bring the drum set? This is why you even. This is dead weight. <laughs> yeah. Why would you even? You're making that? us carry pieces of your fucking drum kit. <laughs> we have to keep it going back. Getting the rest of it. It's just. It's not working out, dude. You're gonna have to. <laughs> gonna have to. Yeah, but well, it's only because every time I crack a shitty joke, I want to be able to go. But um. Yeah, but it's very loud. So it's very drum loud. kit. I'm sorry. It is, but it's necessary for the just, jokes. Just make it easier for everyone else. And but lucky for you, Jotty, two jokes. I only have two jokes. <laughs> oh I don't know. Okay, you can stay. It's fine. You can just stay. I don't feel like arguing with you as much. So <laughs> Let's go back and get the bass drum, I guess. So next is uh, remain mobile and try to be invisible when doing so. And not literally, but you want to stay aware of your surroundings and noises and things like that. And when I was in the army, they always tell us to never take the path of least resistance. That's the way the enemy will go. Zombies are stupid. They won't take a path that has a lot of resistance. They'll just go around it until they find an easier route. So if you are mobile, go through thick brush, go through rivers that you can cross safely. Uh, And this will also ensure that you're more than likely not being followed by people or zombies. So you'll be good. This kind of goes into the, la- the the last one, being around aware of your surroundings. You want to look and listen, stay aware of potential threats. Situational awareness will be very important when on the run. Uh, this is important in this life as well, and a lot of people ignore it. Always be aware of what is going on around you. Is, uh, is someone showing signs of the virus? Is there a strain on the group? These things can very easily divide a group and lead people to, to, 
to dying or worse, becoming part of the undead. And the last thing, and believe it or not, this is very, very important. Sleep. I know it sounds crazy to sleep while the world's falling apart around you, but sleep is very important, so you need to form a schedule and stick to it. Lack of sleep can dull your senses, make you irritable towards your group, and at the end of the day, endanger everybody. So, I mean, don't just go to sleep in an open field. You want to tactically sleep, I guess would be the best way to say it. You're going to want to find some thick woods or brush to lay your head in. Uh, also, this is the one I was talking about earlier. Dogs make a good alarm, but this also works. You can use a string and cans, like, you know, like cans of, like, you know, that you ate out of, and you could square your perimeter off with that. You yeah, know, we put them, like, cans. Kind of low to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then that way, if anything, anything or anyone comes into your campsite, you'll know, and it'll be a lot harder to be snuck up on. And that's it. That's, the, that's where we're going to stop for a zombie apocalypse prepared podcast episode i hope you yeah, guys now, ready. Now, now everyone that heard this is ready to survive zombies if you listen to this to the t and take notes i'm telling you oh you will survive you're gonna be fine you'll be great yeah, buy the book because okay. that'll help too yeah i i you know i've heard a lot about this book and i know you've been reading it um, I'm, it's a pretty popular book, especially in the last five years when, you know, zombies were just such a pop five, 10 years, I guess, but yeah. zombies were a, a very trendy thing. This book emerged and I, I, I've heard great reviews on it. Uh, I hadn't really read good. it. I still won't read it, but I'm glad I got to find out. Why would Johnny uh, do any research? Key notes in it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I do want to say, I mean, most people probably stop listening by this point, but as of this morning, I'm free of coronavirus. I got my test back and it was negative, so we are all clear on that. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm. I'm. It, it feels good to know that I am not friends with someone who is, uh, you know, carrying the virus. Thank you for somehow making this pandemic virus that I had somehow about you. Thank you. I just, I, I just want to say, like, I, you know, I'm worried about me. Like when you said <laughs> you were infected. I, you think I, I was gonna send I'm it to you and I'm sending about you. Phone? I don't know, man. I'm not a medical professional. You're 1,200 miles away from me. I'm not a medical professional. Oh, obviously not. <laughs> anyway, I do not know how the corona travels. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the episode, everybody. You can follow me on Instagram at the Dad's Chill. You can follow Johnny at Johnny Two Jokes. You can follow the show at the Chilling Truth Podcast. Please go leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate it very, very much. And we will catch you guys on the flippy flip. Later. Later.